What's happening, ladies and gents? This is a Queen Deep Dive episode today. It's a little bit of a milestone. We are at dive number 60. Wow. And here's the thing. That is just about the third of the way mark. I finally did some calculations, you guys. And if memory serves, it's 155 songs sans Flash Gordon and 173 with Flash Gordon. And the reason I say that, I'm about to confess something that might be like dropping a little bit of a bomb. <laughs> you guys, I don't know. But here's here it is. I don't own the Flash Gordon soundtrack. And the reason I don't is because, yeah, I've streamed it. I've listened to it. It's just, forgive me for saying this, but it's not your typical Queen album. Of course, it is very much a soundtrack album. Now, yes, A Kind of Magic is also a little bit of a soundtrack album, but it plays like a classic album. There are songs there that were used in Highlander, but the album is still a whole album. Flash Gordon is very unique in the guy's catalog, so I do not actually own it. I know, scandal, (laughs) but I was thinking about it. And honestly, I think I need to do it. I think I need to just include Flash Gordon because it'll be more deep dives, first of all, and it will be fun for me to explore those as more of a newcomer to those songs because I haven't heard them that much. I haven't heard them as much as any of the others. So it'll be a little bit more like a exploring them for the first time in in depth anyway. So yeah, I'm looking forward to doing Flash Gordon actually. So what did I say? 173 songs? So we are... We're finally kind of sort of a little bit past the third of the way through my Queen Deep Dives mark. Yes. And today we're talking another News of the World composition. And I think this is going to be a surprising one. I don't think it's going to be as long because the guys never, well, okay, I'll get to the details. But this song is a shorter song, first of all. It's very, very unique in the guys' catalog. In fact, if you heard it, especially given that it's not sung by Freddie on the album, you might go, is that, who is that? Who is singing this? If you didn't know, it was Queen. This is a Brian May composition. It's track number four on Queen's sixth album, News of the World, released in 1977, of course. And this is All Dead, All Dead. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Is it appropriate? I just realized that it's Halloween. And yes, I realize, you know, if you guys listen to this, it may be past Halloween. It might be long past Halloween. But right now, as I do this, it is right before Halloween. So perhaps this is kind of appropriate. This is definitely one of Queen's saddest songs. There are a few. I talk at length about the boys and their Jove... Ow. I just hit my elbow. Ow. Okay. Regroup. Reset. I talk at length about the guy's jovial rock and roll spirit, you know, and how much they love to celebrate joy in their rock and roll. That's, I think, what really sets them apart. I know there's a lot of celebratory songs from rock bands, but I think as a whole, Queen finds a way, typically, of 
highlighting the joy and the optimism in their songs. And I think part of that is who's writing these compositions. Brian is probably the most reflective, the most... I don't want to say sad because Brian May's certainly not a sad writer, but I think if anybody's going to explore the darker stuff, even if there is a silver lining, it's often Brian. You know, Roger's nostalgic, but he also kind of celebrates the happy things and and the good things. He he sings that in Tenement Funster. I like the good things in life, you know. Freddie Mercury is extremely either he's exploring fantasy worlds on the earlier albums. Or he's just flat out putting it all out there on these later albums we're getting into. Freddie does, of course, have a lot of expression as well. I mean, look at You Take My Breath Away. You know, Freddie does go there sometimes. But I, I think by and large, the guys definitely like to celebrate life in their work. This is one of those songs that is definitely not that, all dead, all dead. And, and there's a very good reason that this song is such a sad one. And what Brian the lead vocalist in this case, is singing about. This is a jazzy rock ballad. We're back in the jazz world a little bit again. Very, very much so, especially the piano arrangement here. Incredibly jazz inspired. It's beautiful the way this piano is played. It's wonderful. Never a single. And it was also never played live. It's one of those numbers that... Nope, the guys never touched this in a live setting. And it's probably good that they didn't. I think some songs, Drowse is another one, some songs that are quite reflective or nostalgic, or in this case, a little bit dark, they're these gems because we only get them on the album and, and they're such a one-off in that respect. And it almost seems like it would have been it would have done them a disservice to play them live. There are songs the guys didn't play live that I sit back and I'm major anguish over that because I love when the guys perform live. That is where they shined brightest. That is, I think, where they put the most focus and their energy all the time. It was always about the live show. It was always about the performance. And so when we have some songs that either were played only a handful of times and then just fell off a set list forever or they were never played, there are moments where I go, oh, I wish we'd had those. I'm like literally in pain <laughs> because I wish we had more. But this is one of those gems that we only have it on the album and it's so unique and it's so important that we have it because on News of the World, there's such an eclectic mix of songs here, not just because each of the guys composed at least two songs for the first time, but because there was no cohesive album energy. The guys were not trying to create a theme. They were simply trying to play and get back to the basics. And we end up with a lot of anger and a lot of angst. And in this case, some darkness and reflection and sadness. We are supposedly at 88 BPM. I've also seen 115 BPM. Now, clearly there's a lot of rubato going on. <laughs> we do have a slowdown in the tempo, a pretty drastic one in the final verse. But I can't figure out why I came across those two different tempos. Perhaps they're both accurate. I haven't actually taken out my metronome <laughs> to check. But anyway, 88, 115, take your pick. We are in 6, 8, and 4, 4, 
time signature, 4-4 in the intro. And it's interesting because this song doesn't really sound like it's in 6-8. It sounds like 2-4 or 4-4, maybe with a shuffle beat. But of course, as soon as you recognize that beat in there, and if you look at any sheet music, then you'll see that we are indeed in 6-8. We're in two keys. We're in D minor and the relative F major in the choruses. It's a, a wonderful transition, actually, to go from the very dark minor key to something brighter in the choruses. But it's interesting that it's done this way in the song, given the lyrics, and I will talk about that as we dig into the nitty gritty here. And this song, if you didn't guess already, we are in mourning. And actually, Brian wrote it for his cat. Sort of. It was inspired partially by the loss of his cat when he was a child. It affected him very, very deeply. He's talked about that, that he never really got over that. I don't want to go into too much detail because I believe I have a quote here in which he talked about that. And I do. I do. Check it out. He recalled, Brian recalled, during an appearance on In the Studio with Redbeard, Quote, it was kind of about the passing of friends, and I think the thing that started it off was my cat, losing my cat. My cat died when I was a kid, and I kind of never got over it. I think it was one of those things which surfaces now and again in different ways. I think I wrote the song for the album thinking that I was writing it about something completely different, but I think part of it was sort of getting it out of my system, unquote. And then in 82, Brian told on the record about the instrumental break in All Dead, All Dead, and whether it was layered with guitars, this was his answer. Quote, yes, that's one of my favorites. That was one of the ones which I thought came off best, and I was really pleased with the sound. It always gives me a surprise when I listen to it because it was meant to really bring tears to your eyes. It almost does to me. And I'll talk about that more at length as well. This is such a beautiful song, actually. It's incredibly well done. Again, such a surprise coming from Queen and even Brian at this point, who we've heard amazing diversity from as a songwriter. This is an intricate, jazzy piano ballad with touching, melancholy movement. Brian takes the lead. His vocal's very subdued. It's soft, sensitive, reflective. Freddie gives backing vocals, adding weight and poignancy. Roger's percussion is minimal, but effective in its arrangement. We'll find no loud and boomy snaps here. John shines in simple bass lines. He kind of shyly bounces off the beat. The backing vocals, the ooze in particular, are such a wonderful, colorful addition. Brian not only sings lead, but plays piano. Brilliantly, of course, and it's such a contrast to Freddie's technique, much more classically inspired, and that instrumental interlude, all created with guitar layers, layers, layers. It's divine, heartbreaking. The lyrics, some of Brian's and Queen's darkest, are quite intense, but it's just as well. This is a short, sad number with just enough ambience around the dry, isolated drums and Brian's straightforward wistful delivery. Some interesting facts about All Dead, All Dead. In 2017, in celebration of the 40th anniversary of the release of News of the World, a hybrid version of this song was unveiled on YouTube 
with Freddie on lead vocals through most of the song. And Brian jumps in in sections toward the end. This is a very different sound. We get some ad-libbed, jazzy vocalizations from Freddie at the start that are different lyrics. And his delivery is just... I don't want to say it's more lyrical, but there's something about it that, yes, there's a little bit more of a dynamic expression there because it's Freddie. It's just a natural occurrence with Freddie's voice. He's extremely expressive with the way he sings. Something about Brian's delivery, though, there's a detachment. There's a kind of resigning oneself to this envelopment of feeling this sadness. You know, we kind of feel the weight in Brian's voice somehow. And I I appreciate his delivery because of that. If you go listen to that song, that version of the song, the hybrid version, and the video is really sad too. There's a cat in it. It's, It's an animation, the video. It's just incredibly different than the album version. And it provides a unique emotion of the song, especially because you have both Brian and Freddie singing, which we don't often get from Queen, actually. It's very rare that we have two or more of the guys trading off lead vocals. It happens on occasion. I always freak out and celebrate it when it does because, yes, the guys layered harmony backing vocals tremendously well all the time. That is one of their trademarks. But you seldom heard one of them sing lead and then the other trade off. So it's kind of a little treat. So this hybrid version, I think, is a wonderful dive into something else they considered that never came to light. So you need to go check that out, especially since we don't have any live versions to listen to. It's nice to have this variation. Also, according to Roger... This song was, in fact, directly influenced by Paul McCartney's ballads. In fact, if you read, if you read reviews from publications of the time, some of them mention Beatle-esque sounds. And this is one of the songs that they're referring to in that instance. I don't read anything bad about this song. People generally, I don't want to say they enjoy this because of the content matter, but they definitely appreciate this. And I think it makes people feel and it makes them reflect. And that's obviously that's what Brian was going for. He himself was in that mode when he was writing this and performing it. I think it's very obvious. So people appreciate this for what it is. I'm glad that I don't read anything bad about this because it is it's a beautiful song. Again, I I kind of enjoy listening to this, even though it's very, very sad. There's something about this that's very appealing. Yes, I will sing it to myself, <laughs> as melancholy as it is. I will sing it to myself because it's very hummable. It's very memorable. And the Valley News called this a, quote, poignant Beatle-ish piece, unquote. Yes, another Beatle reference from the Washington Post, quote, All Dead, All Dead is a wistful, melancholy song about haunting memories delivered in a Paul McCartney-like vocal style by Brian May, unquote. So definitely a lot of Beatle references here. And a lot of that is the piano playing, but also just the general delivery from Brian. I can close my eyes and imagine Paul singing this, really. That is how close, I think, how much of an echo of that style, All Dead, All Dead is. 
rich, vibrant piano. It seems almost contradictory to the lyrics we're about to hear. And there's reverb further away, appropriately so, on this opening intro. The chords are like a lullaby, full of remembering, reflection. Then Brian appears, the piano softer, closer to us. So many games we played through every fleeted summer, through every precious day. There's so much classical influence in the chords, those minor chords. A shift away from the opening that's so jazzy and almost bright, sparkling. A fantastic mix of styles. Then the chorus. All dead, all dead, all the dreams we had. Wow. It's so dark. And I want to talk about that transition into the relative major key during these dark lyrics. So incredibly deep and sad, but we're in major in the chorus. It's, it's interesting that I didn't really think about this until just recently. Yeah, the verses are very sad too, but I, we hear the word dead in the chorus, but yet we're in this major key. And we've talked about major versus minor. Major is very happy, generally speaking. It's very optimistic. It's very bright. It's very open. Minor is very closed. It's very claustrophobic. It's very dark. It's very evil in some cases. I mean, think about Night on Bald Mountain. <laughs> I mean, that is like the perfect example of a song. Lots of key changes there, of course, in that symphony. But that theme we all know, dun, 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 that is, there's all these major chords. It sounds so spooky, doesn't it? That's what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, I just said major chords. <laughs> All these minor chords. Wow, I'm getting so deep in it, my brain is not functioning. There's all these minor chords in that song. And yeah, there's accidentals. There's notes in the scale that we don't expect, which is where the surprising element comes in. And I'm going on too much about this. But the whole point is minor sounds very spooky. It sounds very dark. But we're in major in these choruses in All Dead, All Dead, where we hear the phrase, all dead, all dead, multiple times. It's an interesting choice from our songwriter, Brian May. Roger and John appear on drums and bass in the chorus. It's simple, really just keeping time for the most part. But we don't need more than that. Freddie mixes with Brian brilliantly in the chorus vocals. Just enough color and weight and depth. Another chorus after a brief instrumental interlude with richer vocals. All dead, all dead. Take me back again. You know my little friends. All dead and gone. Something about Brian's delivery breaks me. Yes, Freddie's voice on this lead is very different. As I talked about earlier, it's almost more emotional and passionate. But Brian's sounds, again, it's very distant, buried, deeper. It makes it almost more genuine, as though feeling the true emotions is too much to bear, maybe. Then we sink into this glorious instrumental bridge, all layered guitars that remind me of earlier Queen albums and classically layered sounds. It's almost royal-like in a way. It reminds me of Procession, the very beginning of the second album. High, low, gliding, soaring, tugging our heartstrings. And then the last verse, Brian is further from us vocally. The piano is heavy. And then one of my favorite lyrics from him, 
I am old, but still a child. That lyric is one of Brian's best. It's so true so many times in our lives. I can't tell you the number of times I've felt that way. And then another chorus and the final heaviness weighs on us as Brian concludes his poignant, dark number. It sounds almost childlike somehow. The piano has moments in its intricate arrangements of simpler tunes, hummable notes. And I'll bet this was intentional to reflect that feeling of still being young in grief and longing for something that we've lost. And I have to wonder, what else was Brian thinking about if it wasn't just his cat that clearly he was very attached to? Were there specific people in his life that he lost or was he simply reflecting on that loss? This isn't the first time he's done this. He talked about this with long away. He reflected about people dying. He reflected about heaven, whether it existed, the sadness of of being and living on when people have gone. You know, he's he's explored these avenues before. This is why I love Brian so much as a songwriter because he goes there. He dares to think about the things that we don't know and we don't understand. I love all of the guys writing for so many different reasons. It's Brian and that reflection and that thinking outside the box and thinking bigger. It's Roger and his nostalgia and his clinging to the good stuff. That's what I love about his stuff. It's Freddie and his expression and his passion and his power, his completely unashamed statements, his let me entertain you, his absolute conviction. I love that about him. And then there's John and his optimism, his soulfulness, his honesty. John is incredibly real in his lyrics. And he thinks a lot too, in some ways, a lot like Brian does. But this is why I love all the guys. And I love Brian for his thinking, his deep thinking. I absolutely love it. And that makes All Dead, All Dead a really interesting, unique sound from the guys that we really don't get again. There's flashes of elements we've heard before, and some will get later, but this is one of those numbers that they never did live that sounds nothing like anything else, in its entirety, that is, and is very surprising coming from Queen. Maybe not so much from Brian, but from the boys as a collective, it's a very big surprise, and it's a nice one even though it's very, very sad. But that is all dead, all dead, ladies and gents. And I really think you need to go listen to that version, that hybrid version. You will be surprised. It's an incredibly refreshing spin on this number. That yeah, again, I will sing it to myself as as morbid as that is. I'll catch myself singing it. But it's right in a comfortable vocal range too for me. All dead, all dead, all the dreams we had. It's just, it's in a really good jazzy spot for me. (laughs) But that is, yes, it's a very sad number, but a very well done sad number as we would expect from the boys. Check out All Dead, All Dead. I will be back next time. Keep yourselves alive and it will be another Queen Deep Dive. I'm looking forward to the next one. The next one's gonna be much more encouraging and It's coming from one of the guys we don't often hear from as much. So look out for that one. I'll be back again.